Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Wait. readers. Hi, readers. That was forceful. Um, yeah, that sounded like you were going to like break some really tragic news, which... Well, I mean, we do have we do have some tragic news, and that is that is maybe too aggressive of a word. Before we freak people out, it's oh a, yeah, tragic is too strong. Yeah, we have some relatable news. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> so we are both suffering from like the dreaded reading slump. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hit both of us around the same time. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings us to today's episode. So we are not reviewing a book, in case you didn't catch the episode title. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, if you've never heard of this before, we are actually reviewing a K-drama. Korean drama. Yep, in case you didn't know that, I had to explain to my mother what a K-drama oh. was the other day. <laughs> what is that? I'm like, That's fair. oh, sweet mother. I, um, I think it's like the Korean wave is like what the um, like large trend name is, because mm-hmm. it's like all the K-pop bands in uh, now K-dramas in like K-beauty. It's uh, everywhere. It's a thing. And I'm here for it. 100%. All of it. Like K-beauty, yeah. K-drama. I don't, K-beauty not, is mm, legit. Yeah. I have some amazing stuff. Mm. That could be its own separate uh, mini yeah. episode. Like, <laughs> honestly, here's, here's some beauty reviews. <laughs> but uh. it is Crash Landing on You, which mm-hmm. I think was on the top 10 for Netflix. I could see that. It might still yeah. be. And it came out in like 2019 or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not new. It's yeah. been out for a long time. So good. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. We're, you're getting two episodes of Crash Landing mm-hmm, on you because mm-hmm. we love this so much. Yes. And not just this one, though, because you've been watching K-dramas longer than I have. Uh, uh, I I guess that is true. Mm-hmm. But you've gotten like full send more than I, I have. I'm a little ashamed of myself. <laughs> I have Don't be ashamed. Embrace the K-drama. <laughs> the amount of hours I put into reading, I have now put into K-dramas. Yeah. So we have That's recommendations fair. and so many. So we're going to yeah. kind of go through the episode the mm-hmm. same way we did our books. Yep. Yeah. Describe what happens, Mm -hmm. kind of give our takes and what we like, what we dislike about it. And hopefully you all like it. Uh, Yeah, I feel like we should preface it. So we're not picking this K-drama randomly. Like it's a little bit more intentional. So if you haven't watched it, this K-drama specifically, and uh, there's probably other K-dramas that also do this, but it has almost every single romance trope. Every, every single one of them. Every single one, but it does it well. Way better. Like Way better than a book would do it. Astronomically well. And I don't know what it is. And so I, we have some we have some points to kind of mm-hmm. go over later on as we get into this. But we did pick this with purpose, yes. which is to say that all the things that we love about our favorite fantasy romance, our favorite romance books mm-hmm. are in this show. Yeah. And Jammed, packed in there. <laughs> there's over 16 hours of yes. episodes to watch. But yeah. another good thing for you, if you're still leery about like they're doing a TV show. Yeah. One season people yep it's only usually mm-hmm. only over one season yep the story arc like resolves mm-hmm. in a very watchable but it feels like they're hour and a half long movies and then you string them together so it's like a 17 hour movie it's like high production value everyone is beautiful all the time <laughs> you get to know so much about the characters it's fantastic but mm-hmm. we do have some like administrative bookkeeping <laughs> that's such a cute like so formal <laughs> Before we get into everything. So Uh this is going to be a little bit longer of an intro before Mm -hmm. we get into the meat of Crash Landing Mm -hmm. on You. Mm -hmm. But we realize that we've kind of fallen by the wayside of introducing our next books, for example, and kind of probably because we've been like ad hoc, like which one do we want to do? And then other ones will go to the top of the TBR pot. It very much (laughs) echoes what happens in real life. (laughs) We started out with such good intentions. Mm -hmm. We had a whole publishing schedule. We had all the books in order. And then... We started getting recommendations and new books came out. Yep. And then new books came out that we hated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The threw the whole thing off. <laughs> yeah. So we're just so we're gonna we're going to be better. Yes. Um but we are also going to be taking a bit of a break mm-hmm. as that also sounds aggressive. It's only a two week break. It's Don't a, panic. Yeah. It's <laughs> we're not going anywhere, but summer is coming to an end and your favorite season. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. <laughs> 
if you if anyone has seen <laughs> Bo Burnham uh his inside episode have you watched Bo no. Burnham uh-uh. oh my god so there, <laughs> so like musical comedy as a thing uh-uh. uh he's hilarious but he has a song like white woman's instagram same that's you i'm like aggressive about it though because there's some people that are like oh yeah i love pumpkin spice i'm like i will have it on everything (laughs) okay so i'm going to we're going to pause the uh episode right now katie's going to watch this this (laughs) song and we're going to come back so you can get her live reactions right now i think i have that flannel (laughs) he pulled an avocado (laughs) these are all things i like though happy sign oatmeal (laughs) i have done that guilty Oh my god, the rock plug-in. <laughs> I also love tiny pumpkins. Comfy socks. I just bought another pair yesterday. There are some of his poses that I 100% have done. Oh, I know. Uh, oh. I know. <laughs> oh. I also love succulents on books. <laughs> my favorite position, CEO. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Do you feel a little sane? Yeah, but in a not good way. I feel like I was just made fun of for four minutes and five seconds. <laughs> so he's hilarious. Um, Netflix has, I think, four or five of his stand-up specials. Don't don't give me that face. I'm doing sad puppy dog face because I just like pumpkins. <laughs> I think I feel like that's uh, definitely white woman millennial targeted. Oh, I could see you that. You probably like sit in the in-between gray area. Yeah, where I'm like more like aggressive about it because existential grit. Existential bread is the new word now. Existential bread. Existential. Is that what Jesus served at the Last Supper? (laughs) You cannot just side saddle into that. Oh my God, Jordan. Gold. I'm just, I think, a little bit more aggressive than they are. Like, I don't take Instagram posts, but I like 100% will snort pumpkin spice 100 picture you with a line of pumpkin spice <laughs> like absolutely uh, and i'll do it in my uggs <laughs> so people walk into the office and come to your desk and this happened last week it did and they picked up your bottle of pumpkin spice lotion yeah i have it it's just a little hug in a thing when i'm feeling a little sad she looked at me and said does katie sit here <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> right next to my little like pothos plant and uh-huh. my little yeah. notebook that 100%. has like your mind is a galaxy with little like star constellations oh on it. God. I'm one of those. <laughs> but it's adorable. Thanks. It really is. Like that whole video just made me want like fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's kind of why a little bit why we're taking a break. That too, is true. Is because, you know, end of summer, we need sweaters out. We need mm-hmm. boots out. Mm-hmm. We need like cozy regans to like mm-hmm. drive us out of our reading slump yeah and there is something about like little kids going to school like i don't have kids school buses oh yeah (laughs) like i don't have kids but that two week period at the beginning of september is just like frantic (laughs) i think i so i tie everything back to you've got mail with tom hanks and meg ryan that's one of my favorite movies (laughs) but there's a a line in the beginning where they talk about don't you just love fall it's like the smell of like freshly sharpened pencils Uh, oh yes but yes yeah hmm Mm-hmm. I'll be on the sniff out for that. <laughs> so, yeah. So we will be resuming recording on September 18th, right? Uh, Is that right? I, I hope that's correct. So, uh, no. Yeah. Ep- yeah. There will be an episode releasing on 18 September. And that episode will be Fox Club is our next book after our crash landing mm-hmm. episodes come out. Yeah. So Fox Club actually publishes um august 22nd yeah so if you're listening to this episode it publishes tomorrow yeah and so that is our next read that is the sequel to belladonna by adeline grace which was a pick of the week Mm -hmm. many many weeks ago many moons Mm -hmm. yeah um i was reading on like the goodreads author website that Mm -hmm. she did zero arcs for this book interesting like very small group of people had access to this so there's no spoilers at all Oh, I wonder if there's going to be like a really big twist or something. I hope so. I also hope that it's not written from um, the main chick's perspective. I want to mm. read about her cl- her cousin. Her cousin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that would be fun. She was an interesting character yeah. and like more forceful mm-hmm. and smarter. A little more like snarky. Yeah. yeah. 
that's what I want. Yeah, I so agree. I hope that's what we're going to get. It's almost not to tie everything back to Pride and Prejudice, but it's kind of like the main character was like the blonde one. Oh, Jane? Yeah. yeah. And then Kira Knightley's character is the cousin. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good comparison. 100%. Yeah. So let's hope we get Elizabeth's yeah. story. Um, so you have a whole month to read it because kids going back to school and like fall stuff that you just have to do in Labor Day weekend, you'll have plenty of time to read it before 18 September. That's you, what we said to I mean, they also need time to read the next book. <gasps> <laughs> We're so excited. We have Evil laughter. <laughs> we booked out like a. we need to drink when we record this uh-huh, book. Uh-huh. It is the book we've been waiting for. I'm so excited. Master of Crows. Grace Draven. Finally. <laughs> after Fox Club. There will be two parts for Fox Club mm-hmm. and then right into Master of Crows. Yeah. I hope Fox Club is very like sweet and like tender and like kind of funny. And then we get into Master of Crows, which is just spicy. (laughs) Dark and spicy, just like we like Uh, it. In time for October, too. It'll be perfect. The timing, impeccable. (laughs) So that is is on the horizon. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. with all of that, we are going to kind of launch into Crush Landing on You. That was a fun... I I didn't do that on purpose. There are 16 episodes mm-hmm. in Crash Landing on You. And six, it's either 16 or 20 from what I've seen of the K-dramas I've oh. watched so far as like mm-hmm. a standard. And it's, yeah, like we said earlier, one season mm-hmm. usually. We are going to attempt to pronounce some of these names. And it's not that we don't want to say them. It's that we don't want to insult anyone by saying them poorly. Yeah. And I will also say, so we talked to some of our Korean-speaking friends about K-dramas and Sometimes when they're talking to each other in Korean, they'll use like um not like nicknames. endearments. Yeah, like, like endearments. Sister, like and those are easy to spot, like mm-hmm. Umi and Opa, Opa yeah. older brother. Yeah. yeah. So the subtitles though will say the person's name. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes for some of these names you only hear it once and then it's like Never I again. hope you remembered it. <laughs> well, and then they also put like a an additional sound mm-hmm. or, at the end as like a honorific. Yeah, depending on like who they're talking to. Oh yeah, to like a a not announced to them, but like, hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah, because I think like so our main our heroine of this story mm-hmm. is Yun Seri. Yun Seri, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so you hear Seria mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and they're like calling her, like, hey, Yun Seriya. Yeah. Talking to you. <laughs> and it's like a I think it's the standard, like, we know each other, but we're not super close, mm-hmm. maybe. Because that's the other thing too that adds like a second layer, which I wish I spoke Korean so I could hear this. It's fascinating, right? Yeah. They have different honorific language if you're talking to someone older than you or younger than you. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's moments in the story where it'll like change to their being like close together or like close yeah, friends. Like intimate speaking. So it's like when they change, it's like, oh, something <laughs> happened. And that's what like this show, like on a lot of K-dramas do well is like little details yeah. like that where there's like layers of meaning built mm-hmm. into just the dialogue where mm-hmm. they change like how they're addressing someone yeah. minutely. And you're like, oh, you feel the tension just. Yeah. Because there's a moment in another K-drama called Bloodhounds where the two guy characters, it's the best friendship on screen I have ever seen in my entire life. But they, the one younger one is like talking super honorific and the older one is like, why the fuck are you talking to me like I'm 80 years old? And then it changes. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. all of that to say is the do- the, the, the names are yeah. challenging. We're going to butcher them and I'm 100% sorry. <laughs> yeah. Especially our main dude lee yeah he is captain lee yeah captain lee uh um, do we want to attempt it uh, lee, <laughs> it's like lee jong hyo or something like that i think so yeah but captain lee we're never gonna safer. say it again because i i don't know if we're saying it so like wrong if we're saying something else yeah and then, no i don't want to do that yeah <laughs> so yep. it's the whole like a uh, japanese characters on the arm and you're mm-hmm. like oh yeah it means strength and it's like that's not what that means <laughs> it, yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> let's not make our podcast do that yeah okay but seri is like a pretty we can we yeah. can we can say seri. they say it like a bajillion times yeah <laughs> thank god um, <laughs> yeah. so we open up in so South Korea, mm-hmm. and Seri is a very wealthy, successful CEO of a fashion company. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a it's called Series Choice or Series Choice, and she's made it by herself. Like, yeah, this like, is her baby. No help from her family, mm-hmm. and like the opening scenes where she's just like a powerhouse. Yeah, she's fashionable. She's beautiful. She's put together. She's like take no prisoners. Mm-hmm. It's a very empowering. Oh scene. yeah, like <laughs> hell yeah. 
Um, but we kind of like enter and meet her as she's uh, getting filmed, like kind of dating someone. Yeah. But it's like a fake, like staged photo thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I I guess I date. And the picture uh-huh. taken. And it's funny too, because they're like uh, going through all the intricacies of like when it'll be uh, published in the news versus when they can like release their new line of, I think like jewelry or something. Yeah. So it coincides. She's very strategic and manipulative. Yeah. Um, like for like good reason though mm-hmm. like she's doing it to make her business successful and yeah like would you second like would you attribute like ill intent if a dude was doing it exactly you know what I mean? like it's ceo yeah. behavior mm-hmm. so yeah like girl power a little bit <laughs> yeah. she's a girl boss <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but she's on her way to a dinner mm-hmm. a family dinner a very emotionally loaded family dinner yeah do you want to talk about the family dinner mm-hmm. so it we soon discover as she comes to this like dinner table that she is the daughter of a wealthy chaibol is i guess a korean term for like a it's like a venture capitalist industrialist kind of thing but it's like a family yeah like yeah. a dynasty of yeah businessmen and so they're like uh not a mob but like you know what i it mean feels it's like in it. the family the business yeah and uh, the father was recently released from prison for, like, financial crimes. And they're trying to figure out who's going to be the, like, pre- or successor of mm-hmm. the company. And normally, I guess in Korean culture, it'd be the oldest brother. But both of her two older brothers um, are kind of, like, Dick fucking bags. idiots. <laughs> like, yeah. So the one is, like, a lovable idiot. And then the second one is kind of, like, smarter but doesn't make great financial decisions. Mm-hmm. And then, so at this loaded dinner, everyone's, like, waiting for who they're going to announce. And then you Sayri walks in and she's kind of estranged from the whole family and then the father's like it's going to be her like she had her own company that she like you know raised up when she became Mm -hmm. estranged from us like obviously she's the choice and the brothers freak the fuck out (laughs) well what I thought was super super cool though is that the brothers wives are portrayed as like equal players and they are the powerhouses behind the men a hundred percent and they're pissed they're like I married into this family so I could get my Uh my own and they see Sari getting all of it yep and the husbands are just kind of like fish just flopping around (laughs) they're like wait a second (laughs) it's fine what do I do honey tell Uh me (laughs) Because immediately the wives start like scheming. They're like, well, she's like not married and she doesn't have kids. And like, how could she be the like new? And it's supposed to be the oldest brother. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, it can't be the oldest brother because like he lost a bunch of money. So like, what about this brother? And it's like, well, he's an idiot. (laughs) There's it's super good representation of like powerful women. Yeah. In in different manners. Yeah. Like showing how they are exercising their like. I don't know, power. Agency, yeah, yeah, exactly. But what's cool, not cool, what's interesting is the mom. Yeah. Not a powerful figure at all, mm-hmm. but like has subtle influence. Yeah. Because doesn't she like stand up dramatically at the end and she's like, oh, no, this is a different episode. Mm -hmm. But like you get hints of it where she's very quiet and kind of like meek almost in the first episode. But then you like see throughout the season that she like makes these kind of small power plays and everyone's like, oh, shit, she's like talking. She like sees everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so a huge theme across the episodes is these family power dynamics and balancing and like. Um, that's very established in this first episode. Like, mm-hmm. who is Seri in relation to all of these other family members around her? Yeah. And she's a kick-ass bitch. <laughs> that was so much. I was like, I don't know what word she's going to say. I went through my catalog and I'm like, I might edit that out. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, which leads us well into our next scene um, where she is doing Ooh. something fucking insane. Like. What is she? What is she doing? Oh, <laughs> the whole that, like, the whole thing the... <laughs> that the whole thing that kicks off the episode. So she's kind of a thrill seeker. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see like that. an adrenaline junkie. Because mm-hmm. I also got the vibe that she's one of those like uh, I'm not going to sell something unless I vet it myself. Like yeah. not a control freak, but like kind of. Yeah, I, yeah. I could be both. Actually, I didn't mm-hmm. think of it in that perspective. It's probably like one informing the other, like covering up for the mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Do we get any glimpses into her history in the first episode in Switzerland? I, uh, maybe a little bit, but not much. I don't think. Yeah, it's okay. So we could talk about it now. Yeah, just to kind of get mm-hmm. it out there. Um, and this is a trigger warning. Yeah, I think so. This show also co- contains very serious themes of suicide and depression. Yeah, like major depression. Mm-hmm. And 
Seri deals with that. Um, like the show deals with Seri's depression and like suicidal ideation mm-hmm. um, in flashback mm-hmm. um, across various episodes. So you get these throughout the show, but it shows her um, in Switzerland. So she mm-hmm. kind of left South Korea on like a journey to, I don't know. Uh, end her life. Yeah. I think Switzerland has a medical assist- assisted death. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through like extreme emotional or mental or mm-hmm. physical trauma, you can go there and like legally get help dying. Mm-hmm. And it's like not really suicide, but like it, there's yeah. talk of like whether it is or not. So she goes on like a trip and I want, I want to say it's like five or six years ago, like uh, from the current, yeah. sto- current timeline. I think so. And she's in Switzerland in this beautiful setting and she's just miserable. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you learn about why she's depressed as the series progresses, but Mm -hmm. she's, she's dealing with like multi layered emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it stems from her relationship with her mother Mm -hmm. and the rest of her family and how she's been forced to like basically be on her own. Mm -hmm. Like no one loves her because how, how can you love within a family that's all obsessed with power and money? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. So maybe that's part of the like thrill seeking and the adrenaline. Mm, I could see that thing because she does have a point too that like um she's just gotten this amazing news about how she's going to become like the new CEO for the family company. Mm. I think it's called like Queens Group or something. Yeah, but um at the same time she'd have to leave her own company. So it's like one of those. Yeah, I'd be like elevated because this company's amazing and huge, but also. I put all this work into my own company. And now it's just be- going to become another family company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so oh. she decides to <laughs> test out her uh, brand's new line of extreme sportswear. And goes paragliding. <laughs> um, Which kind of sounds fun, but also no fucking thank you. You could like, no. <laughs> never pay me to do that. Uh-uh. Hell no. Nope. But she's like, I got this. Yeah. I'll be fine. And she does, she does paragliding in Switzerland. So she references yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I did this when I was abroad. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's in kind of like a, oh, I've done this before. I'm fine. Yeah. It proceeds to not, not be, be fine. fine at all. Well, it's not really her fault either. And true. she's kind of got like a bumbling executive assistant type who accompanies her. He... I love his character so much. He has like kind of like crazy hair the whole time and he like breaks out in a rash when he hears his voice or when he hears her voice because like you can feel his stress level. (laughs) Oh my God. He is stressed out all the time and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, it's fine. I'll be fine. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's cute, but also like, oh, I can relate to that too. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So she goes paragliding uh, and a storm happens. Not just a storm. Like a fucking tornado happens (laughs) and she's gliding so close to the dmz uh uh, she militarized zone yeah you're not into things if if you haven't watched you know 40 hours of k-dramas at this point um so she gets blown across the border Mm -hmm. into north korea into north korea (laughs) and dropped in like a forest and she's stuck hanging in a tree yeah I like the beginning because it just kind of shows her character, but she's like hanging in the tree. She kind of like wakes up and she's like, oh, I'm in a national park. Like, I don't really know any national parks near the area I was, but I'm for sure in a national park. And then she's like calling on the radio and she's like, why is no one listening to me? Like, I'm going to fire everyone when I get back. And then she's like, well, maybe I could give him a break. I have been working hard. She's having this like inner monologue as she's like 30 feet in the air. <laughs> so as a character, something that I really appreciated about her is that she's so confident, even when she's no. so wrong. Like, I felt like a lot of her moments were when I was so confident I was pronouncing, what's that word from last time? Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. What word was that? I am 70% confident I am saying this word what correctly. Word? I don't want to think about that word ever uh, again. I forgot. Someone is probably oh, screaming it um, in their car. Insourceled. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. That's the word. That is her throughout this whole like series. I very much related to Seri in mm-hmm. this show. Um, yeah. yeah, so she's yeah confident that she's safe uh-huh. in the whole national park. Yep, and it's funny okay. too because uh, this is when we're introduced. Well, we get a little like scene of him being Captain Lee and like fighting a bunch of dudes oh, and then Captain it, Lee. Uh, he's oh, <sighs> I'm like trying to make my brain work. I'm trying not to giggle because <laughs> all I can see is him later on in the show. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tall, strong, uh, great features, like Ugh. disgustingly handsome. <laughs> Ridiculously handsome. Uh-huh. Oh, and maybe this is a good plug to say, like, if you're not completely sold on the show, mm-hmm. the two leads. Yes. Are married. Yes. 
they're they, married. They in got real married life. after the show. Oh <laughs> God, the chemistry is fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. So we meet Captain Lee, mm-hmm. and he is uh, a North Korean captain. He's on like border border watch. patrol. Thing. Like it's like an assignment for a couple months. Um, but anyways, he's with his little like squad, and he's like, uh, "We've gotten some reports that like the fence has been downed uh, because of the storms. Like, let me go look." And he's with somebody, and he's like, "You go that way. I'll go this way." And then uh, he stumbles upon uh, her sweet South Korean CEO Yoon City stuck in a tree, and he's like. What, what the, the fuck, fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the way they did this scene, though, um, it's a little bit later on. You find out that she was, like, asleep or clueless or yeah. something. I thought this was super cute. And, like, he sees her and, he, like, he's initially, like, pulls out his gun. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is a spy. And then he realizes this is the most non-threatening creature <laughs> I could potentially come across. And so he, like, uh, takes the mag out or uh-huh. something and, like, he's not going to shoot anyone. Nope. So he like watches her and watches her like collect herself and like he screws his face up into this like, okay, I guess I have to be intimidating right now. (laughs) I have a job. Yep. Because it's also great because she's in this like pastel lavender like jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) She's very fashionable. Yeah. Like and she paraglides with her hair down like not in this lifetime. No. No. Uh -uh. That is in my mouth like (laughs) choking me. It's like hanging down. Yeah. And so he stumbles across her and he's like, uh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, the military has been sent out to rescue me. me. <laughs> and then he pulls out a gun on her and she's like, oh, oh, you're don't uh, shoot me. OK. Where and then he like tells her to get out. And she's like, I'm 30 feet in the air. What do you mean? And then he like, I think, pull like, uh, uh. Does he shoot the gun? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's empty, and you don't find out till later. Yeah. So, like in the moment, like you see it from Seri's perspective, where you think she's getting threatened by this like badass North yeah. Korean You're captain. Like, this is not good. Pulls out the gun, and like <laughs> later on, you find out like there is nothing in that gun. Like it was not <laughs> going to shoot the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she like starts like scrambling to unbuckle her stuff, and then she's like, "How do I get down?" And then she just like yeets herself. Yeah. She just and goes. that's the first moment where i'm like this is something special because <laughs> she lands on top of him this oh that's right tropes so much <laughs> oh she like lands on him and he catches her and he's like this is very intimate very and <laughs> oh you're right i didn't i forgot about mm-hmm. that trope. it's such a funny scene because he looks like <clears throat> excuse me like, oh, <laughs> a woman is on top of me <laughs> yep and so uh this is the next like crazy scene, right? So he's like, okay, like I have to take you with me. And then that's when she actually realizes that he's like a North Korean military person and not a South Korean military yeah, person. And she's, she's like, looking at his uniform and sees the flag and she's like, oh, you are not my friend. She's like, what? <laughs> Where am I? Because I think she thinks he's like a spy or something at first. Like she, it does not dawn on her for like it hours. It takes her a while. <laughs> that she is in North Korea. Yeah. Um, but the next scene, she's trying to run away. And then uh, Captain Lee accidentally steps on a landmine. And he plays it really cool at first. He's like, uh, hand me that radio I dropped. I'm just going to hang out here for a second. I think there's like something in my boot. And she's kind of like, why don't you take a step closer to grab the radio? Like, what are, that's kind of weird. And then he like, you know, like is visibly sweating and he's like, uh, 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 and then she runs away. Through a minefield. Yeah, through a mine. No, again, it's the whole like so confident in being wrong, like one wrong move. I'm going to be fine. I'm just going <laughs> just gonna to run through here. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you see like the, I don't know, mixed, feelings mixed emotions on his face because you think like he's legitimately concerned for her yeah and yet he also stepped in the line <laughs> he cannot move yeah and it's also funny too because you can tell on his face that he's kind of like uh dumbfounded by how like confident she's she very is. brazen yeah, yeah she's like i am worried one that you're like a south korean spy and you like came in here to spy on us two i'm worried because you're running through a minefield but three i'm also kind of like uh weirdly like turned on by the fact that you're just running through this landmine mm-hmm. with like no <laughs> no thought <laughs> it was it was <gasps> and the line where right before she's gonna run away she's like oh it's really sad that you know uh we can't oh. like, talk for longer <laughs> because you're totally my type and then he, she runs away <laughs> l- let's talk for a second he is everyone's type 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. it was just and he was even kind of caught off guard by like how like bright like brazen yeah yeah brazen, brazen that was because she like, just <laughs> well 
It's just so cute. <laughs> it's adorable. It's adorable. I mean, I will um, say, though, his haircut's not helping him. In the no, <laughs> no. He kind of has this, like, not a bowl cut, but, like, almost. It's a, it's a offset bowl cut. Yeah. But it, it makes his, like, glow up Way moment. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what even happens after she runs away? Um, Doesn't she get caught again? Yeah. Because, oh, that's the funny scene. So mm-hmm. she's running at this fence and the guy's like group of like five soldiers that we kind of like keep with throughout the c- series or whatever. They are chasing after her and she's like running through these fields and she sees this fence and there's like a tree on it. So she's going to like run up the tree and mm-hmm. then like jump over. And then there's this moment where the soldiers are like, wait a second. No, don't go over there. And they're like waving their hands. And she's like, what the fuck are they doing? And then one pulls out like a gun to shoot at her. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm just going to jump over this fence. And then she jumps over and then it kind of pans back to the like two soldiers and they're just like looking at her and they're like, does she know that she went deeper into, into North into Korea? North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I think she like falls asleep and then they capture they, her. They capture her. <laughs> so someone comes to rescue Captain Lee and like defuse the mine. Um, and he's like, okay, we, we need to catch this chick. Like, she doesn't <laughs> yeah. know what she's doing. Like, she is clueless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, episode two was kind of like filler a little uh, bit. It was. I feel like it was more like buildup of like what's happening. Because yeah. she ends up in like a North Korean village, I think. Yeah. So she, she goes wandering. And, oh, I think she gets away. Doesn't she end up in the village and she wakes up in... Oh, that's... Yeah. We Yet know, another we, trope. Yeah. <laughs> so she like runs... No, you should talk about it if i remember correctly it's been a little while so she she runs it's at night i think and yeah. so she runs into this village and it's completely dark yeah so like no electricity nobody's out nothing's going on she's like oh i'm safe i think this is one of the first moments that she realizes she's and not in south she's korea. not in south like, korea anymore it's a full day <laughs> yeah she's, she doesn't believe the captain that she meets with the different army uniform yeah. on um no it takes her running into a village that looks like it stopped like growing in the 1960s no me yeah. and korean war uh, <laughs> so she i think settles down right like yeah. she picks a hiding spot in that village yeah in like someone's house in the house she ends up Mm. Goldilocks moments mm. is Captain, Captain Lee. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. It's just she's like stumbling from one romance trope to another. <laughs> she's like a little awkward duckling, like yeah. out in the like she's been so protected in her CEO South mm-hmm. Korea elitist rich world yeah. that she does not know how to life no. with normal people <laughs> at all, much less like in North Korea. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I don't know that Could I anyone? would be <laughs> in no. any better position. Okay, so moving kind of into episode two, like mm-hmm. she's established herself at, you know, the Cap- Captain Lee's house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I have to take care of her. Like he he feels kind of, it seems, torn. Yeah. Like he knows she's just this lost little girl <laughs> who like doesn't know how to do anything yep. and not a spy. So there's this super sweet scene where we were just talking about this off off mic where he goes to the marketplace because she's very demanding. Yeah. Like you see kind of her um transformation throughout the show mm-hmm. from this very pampered demanding woman to mm-hmm. someone who's actually pretty chill yeah. and laid back. Mm-hmm. But in this beginning she's like I need my conditioner. I need my shampoo. Where's my scented candle? Yep. And this poor man is like, I just need her to be quiet. So he he goes to, I think, basically the black market in town to uh, get all of these things for her Mm -hmm. because he's like, he's genuinely a kind, compassionate man who's just, there's this person I need to take care of. She's asking for these things. She must need them for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so he goes and he does that for her. But so innocent too, because he's like, at the time when she's talking about all this, he's like, what are you talking about? And then it flashes forward to him like searching for these items. Like, good guy, Captain Lee. (laughs) But the other aspect too here is that this town is very um what's the right word like stuck in the past but has not like electricity is like uh rationed mm-hmm. like people don't like cooking is a lot more challenging yeah. like luxuries are stuff that was popular in the 80s mm-hmm. it's very it's a very different kind of world yeah from what from what she's used to and then at the same time that she she's kind of dealing with this, mm-hmm. Captain Lee is also dealing with a separate issue that he was investigating before she popped into the picture. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to. His tragic backstory. Oh, <laughs> God, I've read it. I know. So uh, we kind of find out through the series that he is like a concert pianist. And he was like off to do his, you know, like fun stuff. A dude who can shoot a gun and play a musical instrument. God. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but his brother kind of tragically dies in this very suspicious, weird car accident. And so he has to like come back for the funeral. And then his dad, uh, maybe I don't want to spoil that yet about the dad. Yeah, let's we'll hang let's on to that. But uh, circumstances demand that he like go into the army and kind of like and replace now start. his brother because yeah. his brother was killed like in the line of duty, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. but in very suspicious circumstances. Mm-hmm. So while they're um, on patrol, they come across the smugglers, which we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like cultural object smugglers. Yeah, they're like in- interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they catch them and he, Captain Lee stumbles on like what's basically a corrupt government ring mm-hmm. to sell, you know. I think they call it a gang. Yeah. The truck gang. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I think that's our version of it, but yeah. So, so he's investigating this like... Uh, he's his like uh, what do they call it the villain arch nemesis mm, mm-hmm. type um, is like the leader of the truck gang and is profiting all of, off of all of these smuggled artifacts and stuff so Captain Lee is investigating this and so he is taking care of Seri and then has to go up to Pyongyang the capital the capital <laughs> question <mark. laughs> yeah for some kind of circumstances. I think it's it's related to the investigation. Yeah. He's like talking to someone or like maybe that's when he's like looking at the material that the like uh, truck gang's trucks are made of or something. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's doing a lot. Poor Captain yeah. Lee. Like yeah. he just doesn't get a break. <laughs> so he like tells Seri like don't go out in public. <laughs> Stay in the house. Don't touch anything. Yep. Here's your shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do anything until I get back from yep. Pyongyang. Which is funny because immediately there is a random house inspection. Exactly. <laughs> well, so he, I think it's intentional, right? Yeah. And so I think this kind of gets into episode three now, mm. right? Yeah. And oh man, this is the scene where things start getting like crazy and hot. Hot. <laughs> and <laughs> For lack of a better word. I can't put any, like, there's nothing like romantic about this scene that, yeah. but oh my God. It is though. It is. Weirdly. <laughs> so. Um, what happens here is he's up there, he's up in Pyongyang, like following up on this investigation, mm-hmm. right? And then he finds out that they're doing the house inspections in the town, which is like an hour away, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's he, no like easy way to get back. No. And his arch nemesis, and this dude plays the villain really well. Really well. I don't remember his name, the character's name. I don't know either. Because like he's kind of an unknown character for a long time, and then they kind of like decide who he is or figure it out he's another art no he's like um he's like the kgb yeah North korea mm-hmm. so like intelligence services of some sort but, but like, like internal bad yeah like bad dude <laughs> very bad and he's got it out for captain lee mm-hmm. and you don't quite know why mm-hmm. uh but like villain pure villain and 100%. he's leading the house inspection yeah suspicious because I, I think they get a tip that about the radio chatter, yeah right they're like there's a woman who's like <laughs> crying and like crooning over the radio. <laughs> who's not from around these parts. Because yeah. um, that's the other thing is she has like a South Korean accent. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is like, uh, you're not from, from here. here. What's going on? <laughs> that's an accent I haven't heard in many moons. <laughs> yeah. So villain is hunting and going house to house trying to find this like South Korean woman who like disappeared in the woods. And Captain Lee, an hour away, finds out about this house inspection and I know he's protecting himself, but like it's not related that way. No, it's not. And honestly, you kind of get a sense that it's a little bit of like he's concerned for Mm -hmm. her. So he calls in a favor. Yeah. He makes a phone call and you see him meet with this high level government official Mm -hmm. who, and you can tell they're friends or Mm -hmm. buds or somehow. And like this dude would do anything for Captain Lee. And you have no idea why because Captain Lee is like a just a lowly little captain. Uh huh. Like, what's so special about him? And then you see him explain the car. Oh, uh, he's like, I have to call in a favor. And then he's like driving down these have... highways and he's like calling in favors. And then the, like people are changing the lights to green so he can fucking like zoom. Through and he's them. not in just he's not in a Kia. He's in like, I forget what a kind Jaguar. Of... Oh, my <laughs> Which, God. <laughs> why are there Jaguars? In... <laughs> well, I'm sure they're there, but. 
something about that scene where he like favor 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 gets it gets behind the wheel of a jaguar and drives 100 miles an hour to go save yeah. this woman yeah oh my god and it leads <laughs> into the best one of the best scenes the best trope we've ever a hundred percent in the show yeah so Ugh. he like drives up in this super sexy car everyone's like who's Who the fucking fuck is car? that <laughs> like what is happening this is a the house inspection mm -hmm. and so at the same time the inspectors open up the like uh like cold cellar yeah it's like, like a food mm -hmm. cellar or whatever and yun city si is like in there huddled up and they're like get the fuck out who are you why are you hiding and so they like drag her out um outside of the house and they're in the street and he like rolls up and they're like who is this south korean woman that was like in your house and he's like that's my fiance take your hands off her oh. <laughs> i katie, died katie at the moment is doing readers she's doing her katie arms right now yeah they are fully extended <laughs> Eagle mode. <laughs> yeah. I think this was the point that I was like watching this and my partner was in a different room and I like screeched so loud that he came in to check if I was okay. <laughs> I was not. But like there is nothing overt about this, but just the scene of him like driving, just driving yeah. from the city. Yeah. Weirdly hot. Like what? So what is going on? We don't know what we don't know what's going on. I'm getting hot just thinking I'm, too. Right? I'm, I'm sweaty. <laughs> So, yeah, and that's where we meet, like, one of the classic tropes in the fantasy romance genre and romance genres in general, mm -hmm. which is um, the fake fiancé, fake relationship, we must be together and preserve the secret. Yeah. Yeah. And for, like, the plot hole, he basically says that she's, like, a North Korean spy that spent a lot of time in South Korea, and that's why she has a South Korean accent, and, like, you can't ask any questions because she's a spy. Yeah, he... That's, he, like, the plot hole, but, like, I'm totally fine with the yeah, fiancé. Like, <laughs> he says, like, Department 11 or something like yeah. that, and yeah, it's a secret department that no one knows about except people who are in Department 11. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, whoa. Like, they know what Department 11 uh -huh. is, but, like, we've never met anyone from there. And so she's like, yes, I'm a spy. <laughs> so she, like, steps into the Immediately. Role. She's like, of course, I, this is, of course, what I would be doing. Because like, what does she say? She says something like, oh, I'd love to tell you about it, but I can't. Yeah. And they're like, oh. <laughs> she is so fun. She's very adaptable. Yes. Like, she just kind of goes with it. Because, uh -huh. I mean, and that's when you see, like, kind of her brain and her, like, uh, ability to mm -hmm. adapt. Yeah. Because she's not just sitting around waiting no. for her. She's like constantly <laughs> game planning. A hundred percent. It's so good. <sighs> that was a lot. Man. Yeah. Three episodes in. I know. That's what I mean. There is just trope after trope after trope and they're all well done. And like it's not incoherent when you put them all together. Because mm -hmm. I feel like some fantasy books like you can't fit more than one or two in there or else it just feels tropey. But this is like. The tropes just naturally happen and you're like, yeah. And then you're like, wait a second, that's a trope. But it's like after you're already like in it. <laughs> well, something too that I was trying to explain to my partner, like this feeling of watching these shows, because mm -hmm. it's not like watching normal TV. No, it's not the same experience. And uh -huh. I don't know if it's like the language barrier because you're you're half reading mm -hmm. and you're half watching. I could see that. So a lot of these lines, I think, would sound super cheesy yeah. like if we could understand them yeah but reading it you're like oh no this is totally realistic yep. and fine <laughs> <laughs> and then like paired with the like loaded glances Ugh. so it's just artwork mm, i i put a note in here earlier but mm -hmm. like these shows do um like little moments so yeah well okay pride and prejudice the kira mm -hmm. natley one mm -hmm. the hand scene yeah the hand scene which is what everybody raves about like yep. if you watch pride and prejudice you know what we're talking about mm-hmm there is a thousand hand scenes yeah. in the show. Yeah. And they're all equally warm and fuzzy. Yep. And you like, you get ah! like squeal. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And they, I will say that's one thing that was a little bit different for me watching K dramas is they have a lot of like loaded moments, but they draw them out. So you really are just like feeling the emotional feels. Cause like they have a lot of scenes that it's like longing gazes, oh, but it I feels like so it just much. draws out the like, feeling the whole time and it's it, the uh, conflict like the uns mm -hmm. remember little like i say little robs he's not little <laughs> but rob's commentary on twilight about yeah. the lack of uncertainty mm -hmm. k-dramas do uncertainty really so well. well yeah like every single episode you're uncertain about something like yeah. how will this end i know it has to have a happy ending but how will it end yeah this is like a 24 hour movie and even to the end you like have uncertainty of what's gonna happen it's um, 
<laughs> um, episode four. Episode four. Again, there's 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it might feel kind of tropey, but like it works. Like you don't recognize the trope until like afterwards for a second. And you're like, how was that so well done? <laughs> right? You just accept it. It's yep. supposed to be how that happens. Yep. Um, episode four. Episode four. So Captain Lee is going through the fucking hoops to try to get Yoon City out of North Korea. Because he's like, you need to get home. I need to not have a South Korean woman living in my house before anyone figures out you're not actually in Department 11. Because <laughs> he's basically been babysitting the whole time. Yeah. But, but a fugitive. <laughs> uh, with the help of his squad, who are just lovely. The fucking most adorable group of individuals. I love that. I would watch a spinoff. Like of just four them. or five episodes of them just being them. And we're not even really getting into all of the all of the side characters mm -hmm. that exist in the show because yeah. you get glimpses into all of the townspeople. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And th they're not small like storylines yeah. either. They're really good. But they're like satisfying. It doesn't feel like it's pulling away from no. the main love. It's almost like enriching it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Adorable. But so like you said. Captain Lee has just been trying to get get her the fuck out of North yeah. Korea. So he he's can like, you breathe. need to leave. <laughs> he's got other things to do. Yeah. So like they try a couple different, like mm -hmm. they plan a couple different avenues for her to get out. And they mm -hmm. stumble upon like this one. Yeah. It's an illegal like offshore fishing vessel that like transfers goods to some other fishing vessel. It's very uh, icky feeling. And you're like, this is not going to go well. And... Like, you know, as they're talking about it, like, this plan is not going to work. No, <laughs> we're only on episode four. Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, this is not her way out of North Korea. Yeah. And so they get on this super sketchy, like, vessel. It's, like, at midnight, and they have, like, a 10-minute window to transfer to the other boat. And so they're, like, trucking along, and all of a sudden, there are wee, lights. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. it's the like, Marine Patrol. Yep. And... The guy says that he's been able to do this a bunch of times. And so you're immediately like, wait a second. How did they know to go to these exact exactly. spots? And they, he de like demands more money too. Mm -hmm. like, like, where's my other phone card, bud? Yep. Like, yeah. So this might be a good place to introduce the rat guy. I like him. I do too. He's a very gentle soul. And you feel for him because someone yeah. has to do that job. Someone's yeah. going to do that job no mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. While Seri is hanging out in the house mm -hmm. there is um like an underground like wiretapping wiretapping yeah, yeah basically um and they have like mics and cameras and stuff all over the town mm -hmm. and so they sneak into captain lee's house and put um like some kind of wiretapping like stuff all over dish that's like pointed at their house i was kind of confused how that all worked but i was like yeah checks out they're like it's listening fine. to the conversation they need <laughs> to know what's going on so they can predict their movements and yeah. like keep Keep her in North Korea longer, basically. Because yeah. this guy who's listening to them is in cahoots with the villain. Yeah. But, but like, like forcefully, like against his will. At his mercy. Like, like, yeah. The dude, uh, the evil villain is like a senior in this secretive government branch. Mm -hmm. And the rat who's like, that's what he's called mm -hmm. by everyone, is just like this lowly guy who is kind of indebted to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because his son had some kind of... Was sick or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got stuff over him. Yeah. yeah. And so the rat has been feeding, like, um, has basically, his job is to listen to Captain Lee mm -hmm. and, like, provide intelligence. Mm -hmm. And he did. He yeah. did his job. The boat scheme uh, <laughs> kind of gets leaked. Yeah. And so as this boat is, like, approaching them, Captain Lee is like, okay, uh, we will, like, hide somewhere. And Yoon City the whole time is like, where the fuck are we going to hide? It's a fishing boat, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the captain of the fishing boat is like, okay, hide in this, like, center console. Like, I'll just give him a bribe and we'll, like, go on our way. It's not a big deal. And so Captain Lee and Yoon City go into this, like, kind of, like, holding area beneath yeah. the boat. Um, well, the boat inspection does not go well. No, they board the boat like yeah. the Marine Patrol does. And they're like, what's going on here? Yeah. But then we get a flashback of um, the guy's little company of soldiers or whatever. And there's one who like is watching K-dramas like oh, religiously, right. yeah. but like on the down low because you're not supposed to watch yeah. like South Korean stuff. And he's talking and they're like, uh, oh, like if you guys get caught, just do this thing that happens in South Korea dramas all the time. And the Captain Lee is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you just kiss. And then nobody <laughs> knows what to do. So they look away and let you go about your business. And Captain Lee is like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not going to work, obviously. 
Flash forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> Real foreshadowing there. So the like Coast Guard guy opens up the thing and then Captain Lee is like, fuck. And then he turns to Yoon City and kisses her. And then the inspector guy is like, ah, and then closes the lid. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it again. Yeah. And then he's like, what did I just see? And, and then he, he, opens, like, oh. <laughs> he, he opens it. And then like Captain's like, okay, I get to do this again. <laughs> But they're still just like pulled out. And he's like, well, that didn't work. Like that guy lied to me. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're like pulled out on board. And basically uh, they say something like they're like a lover's. Yeah. They write it off as like, oh, we just needed a dark place to go to. (laughs) (laughs) Super believable. But the guy is like, yeah, okay. Like I'm still a little bit, you know. I'm uncomfy with this. (laughs) (laughs) So like, sure. And so yet another... uh, leaving North Korea attempt is is disrupted yeah but with an excellent kiss (laughs) yeah and that itself is another like trope thing Uh uh-huh a hundred percent and it's funny too because like afterwards they're like getting into a car to go back to Captain Lee's house and she's like uh like I'm not someone that would be concerned about stuff like this but like what was that and he's like oh I was told that in you know (laughs) South Korean dramas if you kiss like you know it won't mean anything and she's like oh so that didn't mean anything to you and he's like i don't know the right answer i don't know what to say right now (laughs) besides yes and no and then she like gets like grumpily into the car and like stares off she you see her like fighting with her own emotions she's like she doesn't know how to feel Mm -hmm. and it's so cute to watch but he also doesn't really it's He's interesting because I feel like very early on he like knows and he's not really fighting it. He's like, but he knows he can't like her because that'll try to keep her here. And so he's like very like internal about his love, but it like manifests itself in his actions. Like making the coffee. Oh, (gasps) that hurt my soul. Okay, Uh. so. Again, it's hard to do like normal everyday things mm-hmm. in this little town. Yeah. And something that she is always complaining about, I think, is the lack of coffee. Same. <laughs> um, and there you get a scene, I think it's after the boat scene. It might be, yeah. And he wakes up early and this man, oh <laughs> same as driving that beautiful jaguar he like <laughs> pulls out like these weird green beans. You're like, what the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's roasting his own coffee beans. Yep. And then grinding them. Yep. And then making old-fashioned, it's like, pour-over yep. coffee for her. Yep. And he, like, had to, like, illegally get the beans yeah. in the first place. Like, uh, that whole scene. Yep. And then he gives her a cup of coffee, and she's like, this is the best coffee oh. ever. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's hard, because this whole show are moments like that, where you're just, like, inundated with fucking adorableness. It's just... Like, there's at least one of these kinds of scenes in every single episode. But it catches you off guard every time. I'm, like, every time. It you're never like, gets less fluffy. No. Like, like heart warm and fuzzy. Uh, this is a, a show I'd probably watch again. Like, probably next year in the fall time, I will probably oh, watch yeah. the show again. <laughs> Actually, and so as, so this is kind of a good place to stop mm-hmm. for episode yeah. four. And we realized as we were kind of going through these episodes that we need more time. Yeah, there's just so many tropes and adorable fucking moments that we need to like fangirl about, we honestly. love so much about this show. So what we are going to do is do four parts for yes. Crash Landing on You and we will release two parts a week. Yes. So you're not waiting, yep. <laughs> waiting on us. Yep. We will try to do like Monday and Friday episodes. And that too, if you ration uh, and save those extra line. episodes out for yep. our two week break. Yep. And then it'll be like we were never gone. Yeah. So there will be four episodes total. But before we close out of this episode, mm-hmm. I think it might be fun to maybe throw out some additional recommendations because if you've oh, already yeah. like seen this show mm-hmm. and if you are giggling as we are and yep. just in love with everything <laughs> about it. A hundred percent. We have some other K-dramas for you to watch mm-hmm. potentially. Yes. So do you want to talk about yours? Sure. So um, I have one, I would say... That's like more like romancy if that's really what you're only interested in. And that's Love Alarm. So for whatever reason, um, this is like a high school like I love, love. that you love this one. <laughs> it just 
just makes me so happy. It's like a high school. So the first part set in a high school and then the next part is like afterwards. So it's like a grow. They grow up or whatever. I cannot really explain why this one is so fucking cute. But all of the shots are like cinematography, like beautifully lined up, beautiful colors, like the feeling behind them. It's one of those like really great fall ones. But the concept is there's this app that you download and like connect it to your heart basically. And then when you're in like a 10 meter radius of someone else that you like, their love alarm goes off. And so like every time- As a concept that is so creepy, but also fun for I know. <laughs> True, fair. <laughs> and so the it's the storyline of this girl who's like struggling to find out who she likes. And it's kind of a love triangle, but it's like handled well, I feel like. Um, adorable. If that's not really selling it for you, though, <laughs> and you kind of need something that you can convince, you know, your partner to watch with you that doesn't really like romance stuff, um, The Glory is one of the best TV shows, hands down, I have ever seen. So this girl was bullied super severely in high school, like has burns all over her arms, like insane. And it's basically her um, payback as she's an adult and just like fucking up the people who bullied her but in this very like conniving crazy like maniacal plan where it's like that is her whole life is to get revenge oh my god and it's played out so well it's incredible (laughs) wow 100 percent. yeah yes those are my recommendations just watch the glory even if that doesn't sound like your cup of tea it is so fucking good if you're like me (laughs) um I I stay within a very narrow window That's of true. like um, K drama <laughs> genres. Um, romance has to like dominate the entire like theme so that's my recommendation so the first one is doom at your service oh my god um it's cute i've i've seen parts of these oh ones my god. <laughs> so i actually finished doom at your service before i finished crash landing oh i watched the show in like four days <laughs> like which so that sounds like not that bad but with these k-dramas jordan just said that she listened to like 48 hours of tv (laughs) so much content but oh my god if you're gonna watch any of them this one is so i even got one of the guys at work to start it it's super cute so the premise of this is this woman is just doing her best to like take care of her family do a good thing she works for a publishing company Mm -hmm. and she all in one day she finds out (laughs) this first day is like awful (laughs) she finds out that she has brain cancer and she's gonna die like terminal in in six months no matter what happens her boyfriend is married and has been She's the she's the bad one. Yep. Um uh talk about super briefly about how the video Oh no. And so um as she is con- in the same day. In the same day, her boyfriend's wife finds her and confronts her in a restaurant, throws water on her, and then the whole episode of this is filmed and then posted online. And also the wife is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. This poor woman is just having the worst day of her life. Yeah. And so she says, fuck it. And so she goes out, she gets raging drunk, yep. buys like five bottles of soju or something. Yep. And so she is like on her like balcony of her apartment mm-hmm. and she is wishing doom upon the world. She's like, She's like fuck it. Fuck this life. Nothing as good is ever going to happen. And she just, I want the world to be as miserable as I am. And she makes this wish and she makes this wish as there's like uh, comets going across mm-hmm. the sky and timing lines up. And then you get to the scene where it flashes to this very dark and broody. I love dark and broody. He's so handsome, oh, too. I know. He plays it really well. This this dude is not as classically handsome as the dude who plays mm-hmm. from Crash, but he is dripping in charisma. Yeah. Like, He's got oh, that riz. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and so he is like the incarnation of doom. Mm-hmm. So he is responsible for everything bad that happens on the world, like car, <laughs> car accidents and like bad things. But he... Like, not in an evil way, but mm-hmm. in a balance way. Yeah. Like, he provides balance for the rest of the universe. So he hears this wish, and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. You've called I my sh- name. I shall grant your <laughs> wish. Um, and without getting any more, because it's kind of a complicated uh, wish system yeah, yeah. that happens, Doom, pers- personification of Doom, and this woman uh, become intertwined. And he is very grumpy doom, as you'd expect. And she is very, like, caretaker. Yeah. Feel, like, compassionate mm-hmm. despite suffering a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to see how he becomes more human and... 
<sighs> it's fucking adorable. It is so cute. I mm, I cannot rave about this show enough. Yeah. And the actress that plays the girl is super adorable. She's so cute. Yes. It's great. So that one, 100%. Uh, I have like five others I could recommend <laughs> to you. But in short, there's one more. It's called Something in the Rain. Mm. And it's also on Netflix. It has the same actress as uh, from Crash Landing. Oh, yeah. So this is a straight up romance. I'm not finished with it yet. But if you like this actress, you just watch it. Mm-hmm. Pure romance. It's cute. 100%. So uh, that's four episodes of Crash Landing on you. Some yeah. recommendations. Yeah. And I feel like we just revealed why we haven't really read any books. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what happened right that's there. That's like 100% like a week full of oh, video. So so much time lost that could have been spent with a book, but yeah. I don't feel guilty about it. No, I don't either. We're reading captions. That is true. It does. Mm-hmm. If you add up all the captions, it's kind of like reading a book. There you go. See, <clears throat> we'll, we'll sell it to ourselves yeah. that way. So <laughs> sure. from our shelf to yours. From our Netflix to yours. We'll see you on the next page. <laughs> the next screen. Oh, <laughs> the next scene. <laughs> Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'.